Arguing folks, uh, this is Big L back on the airwaves, as it were, <laughs> chatting about uh, birds again. And um, what I'd like to do this time is um, move towards the water areas and and chat about um, one of the water the waders that I that I really really love to see and and look every time I go anywhere near a sort of um, a lake or a dam or something. And these are Chicanas. Uh There's only two in our southern. African uh, sort of region, and that's the um, African Chicana and the Lesser Chicana, and they mainly identifiable by their they've got very long toes and claws, which actually enable them to sort of the walk on floating vegetation on 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 the lakes or in shallow water, uh, which is their sort of preferred habitat. Uh, they, these, uh, the African Chicana and um, actually really prefer an area with uh, a lot of water lilies around. Uh, that's why they're basically known as the lily walkers. So if you hear people talk about lily walkers, then you know exactly what we're talking about. The Chicanas. They are mostly found in, in tropics. Uh, obviously, you won't find them in arid regions of um, Southern Africa, like the Kalahari, you know, that sort of that area. But um, mostly the um, African Chicana will be found in these type areas. We'll talk a bit later about where to find the um, lesser Chicana. But being waders, uh, the one thing that is really challenging to them is they can actually fall prey to birds of prey, otters, large fish even, some turtles, crocodiles, or, you know, even... Uh, water snakes. Uh, the first one, as I said, I'm going to talk about is the African Chicana, and it's uh, a very conspicuous bird, uh, very un unmistakable. I mean, they're about 30 centimeters long, and uh, well, one thing that you might enjoy, some, well, some of you might enjoy is that the females are actually larger than the males. Uh, they have this beautiful chestnut upper part, and they've got little black uh, wingtips and also around the rear of their neck, and they, they've got a black eye stripe. Uh, the under parts of them, they're also like a very sort of a chestnut color in the adults. And uh, that area is normally only white with the juveniles. And they normally have like a chestnut belly patch. But uh, the, one of the greatest features that you'll see them is they have this play, very pale blue bill, uh, which extends up, uh, I don't know if you know the coots, but it's like a coot-like head and shield that just sort of goes up and they have these long legs and very long toes which are actually grey. The one thing you need to know is if you uh, look at the, um, the juvenile um, African Jacona, uh, they look a, a lot like the lesser Jacona, uh, which I'm going to talk about just now. Well, let's say the immature African Jacona, they look a lot like them, except they are still slightly bigger than the um, lesser Chicana. Um But they, the big difference is they've got smaller beaks and then they've got this, uh, I'm talking about the lesser Chicana, and they have this rufous uh, forecrown. And plus they say basically hard to find in Southern Africa, but I'll talk about them a little, a little now. But all I'm saying is if you're up in the Northern Natal region and you're looking at birds on the, on the lake and you see this little Chicana, just have a double look at it to make sure you're not looking at a um, the small um, African Jacana. The African Jacana, they, they're normally found in pairs 
or actually loose flocks. And uh, <laughs> the thing about these birds are they, and this is a lovely word for you that sort of understand Latin names like me, <laughs> as if, uh, these are all polyandrous, which means that um, one female will actually mate with a lot of multiple female, a male, sorry, and um, during this time, the male alone will sort of care for the chicks. But I'll, I'll talk about that um, a little just now. What I am going to do is I'm just going to play you the sound that these uh, birds make. They, they're quite um, quite noisy and raucous when they do actually make a, a noise. Uh, one of the sounds you'll hear a bit later, and I'll talk you through it, is um, they make a, a different sound when, they, uh, when the male uh, wants to solicit a, a female. So the female will sort of come around there, the male make it, will make its nest, and the female will come around and have a look and say, okay, uh, you know, obviously from the call. But let's just hear that, um, the noise now. There we go. You don't hear them a lot when you see them, you just see them walking around. There you have it. That's basically the call. It's that sort of um, really noisy like uh, call uh, when they do actually. Um, they do change it. You know, once the um, the once the female and the male actually um, get together, they have a little soft purr that they do uh, for obvious reasons, I guess. But uh, anyway, so uh, there we have it. That's the sound of the uh, the African jacana. Okay, so um, the African jacana actually feeds on, on aquatic um, insects and, and maybe even some invertebrates that they, they'll pick around from the floating vegetation. Uh, you'll see them sort of walking with these beautiful big toes looking around the, around the surface of the water for all these little aquatic insects. Uh, you will see them actually walking on the reeds because that's what they normally do, as I said. But you'll, sometimes you'll see them running around uh, to avoid swimming. So if they're move, moving a little faster, it's because the reeds they're walking on is basically sinking. Uh, but they can swim if needed. Uh, you'll also see them on, on the back of, of hippo. Hippopotamus is the right word, I guess. And um, and the other interesting thing is, is is during their sort of flightless molting, when they do do their molting, they will actually swim underwater to, um, to avoid sort of detection. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's the crazy thing. Um, so going back to these males and females, you must really find around the, an area there might be one or two or three or four males have made their little nests and they'll 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 call a female around. The female will come around and then they'll uh, mate and then um, she'll lay their eggs mostly about four uh, on these like floating platforms. And uh, the male will brood over these by himself and bring them up. And um, she, will, she will then move off and go around and eat and do her little thing and maybe search for another male and then lay more eggs. And um, uh, it's been known that um, she, she can actually form a part of a harem uh, with a couple of males around. Um, but as I said, it's always the, uh, the one parent that actually ends up caring for the offspring. Um, in this case, uh, the male, which uh, will incubate um, the little chicks 
until they're ready, you know, to become fledglings. Um, one one thing fascinating about the male uh, jacona is uh, if there is a problem, he can um, he has some really remarkable adaptions to his prattle care, uh, which is he's he's able to pick up and his chicks and actually uh, carry them under their wings and and run off to a different area. But um, talking about these harems, the uh, female um, will sort of stay in this area and it'll, she'll be very uh, um, caring about not letting any other females in the area and she'll attack any other females that come around. But let's just say another female does come in and manages to sort of take over that area, then they have this horrible thing uh, which very few birds have. They actually practice um, infanticide, which means that they will destroy any chicks that they found in a new area and then she'll actually um, start again. Uh, well, but believe me, that is a beautiful bird to watch uh, around one of the lakes or the areas where you are. You must actually go around and have a look. Okay, now for its cousin, the uh, lesser jacana. And uh, let me tell you, this little fella is very hard to find. I mean, I myself battled to find these in, in, in South Africa. But uh, if you really wanted to see these things, uh, these birds in, in South Africa, the only place you can actually see them in our areas, up in the northern KwaZulu-Natal, the Zululand area, people were actually now closer up to the Mozambique border. It's actually regarded as sort of near-threatened. But if you're around that area, that border of sort of Mozambique, because there's a lot of beautiful uh, lakes around there, please make an effort of finding this bird, because it's really, really worthwhile to go and um, look for it. As I said before, uh, it could be um, mistaken for, a, for the uh, immature African jacana. <clears throat> but it is small, it has like a brown rufous on its forecrown, as I've said. And uh, it's got a smaller beak. And uh, you'll see them sort of hanging around more in the long grass. So yes, they, they do come out and they sort of walk on the, the reeds as well. But if there's an African jacana around, uh, that African jacana will chase it. It's actually back to the, sort of the longer grass areas where you sort of walk around the outside. You'll see it's got longer grass areas. You must probably find this little fella hanging around there, but they also hang around in small groups, but uh, they always, always mostly in pairs. And these are, the difference between these and the African Chicana is that these are monogamous. So uh, you'll have the male and the female together and they both build a nest. Well, initially the male will build a nest and then it'll um, call the female. Um, and then the female will, um, I'll play the call now, of this uh, African, uh, the lesser Chicana. And then, um, yeah, I'll tell you what, let me play the sound first and then we can carry on with this. This is the call. And I'll tell you, that's the only thing I could find on this, uh, on the call. And that's actually when it was flushed out of uh, the bushes. But um, I think if you can get it onto the web and try and find the call for yourself or even one of these um, bird guys that I keep talking about, then you'll find out for yourself exactly what this um, bird actually um, sounds like. Uh, as I said before, um, the, these birds are monogamous and they have these small floating uh, nests. Uh, and, they, and they also feed mostly on aquatic insects. And um, I think I'm repeating myself, but the male and the female both share this nest. They, um, the one thing that
what this bird does do is if they're in the area and then they um, get alarmed they, they actually stretch their necks to, to, to the limit and then they sort of erect their, their uh, neck feathers. It's actually quite a strange thing to see if you ever get a chance to actually have a look at one of these things. Um, they also swim, you know, uh, when needed. Uh, but what becomes interesting is, um, as I said before, the male will make a few floating nests. It'll make, what, one, two, three, or four floating nests. And, and, and then the male will solicit the female with its, with its hooting call. Uh, when the female arrives, so she normally arrives on foot, she'll bow forward and then the male will hop on. And, well, you know the rest of it. But uh, once they've finished, the male will then vigorously start finding material and building its platform and, uh, and, and, and building onto the nest. And uh, when she does lay the eggs, that she normally lays around two to five um, eggs. They, they both will keep building onto the nest. If there's a problem with the nest, then, then they'll, they'll carry the, 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 the eggs to one of the other nests that, that uh, the male has made. Um, but if any, let me tell you, if any other birds approach, once they've got the eggs, they will attack them vigorously. And uh, so they will always look after their own nest. Um, but, um, you know, that's, that's basically the two chicanas that we have in the southern Africa region. But you must probably be very bored when I keep saying this every single time when you hear me talking. It's um, it's so important to get yourself a very, very good bird guide. You know, one that can you can read up about the bird, listen to its call, see some photographs, and even, you know, the drawings of them. So you can actually, um, and, 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 and hear, as I said, hear them for yourselves. So when you're in the bush, if you're going to an area, especially if you're going um, up, say, northern Natal, this is the cause, so sometimes when you're walking around, you, you might hear the bird call before you actually see it, and then you'll kind of know what it is before you even try and, try and um, see the birds. And there we have it. That's all for now, folks. Well, I just hope you enjoyed that um, little chat about these two little birds. And uh, I really thank you for listening. And uh, until the next time, from Big Al, keep twitching. <laughs>